talk about a little shady problem. This is a tree story. I thought this was interesting because we've got a tree problem in this city. But the question becomes, are we willing to cut them down to solve the problem? Because we are a tree-loving town. So I would say no, not a chance. I'm talking about the Norway maple, uh, which is a sturdy little tree, which a couple of decades ago was the tree of choice for the city of Toronto to plant. Because, well, it does well along city streets. It can take a real beating with salt or maybe your dog going to the bathroom on it, whatever. They're a very sturdy tree. And so the city loved them and started planting them all over. But now, in recent years, they've been deemed an invasive species. And things like the Asian longhorn beetle, which have been eradicated twice, love them. So they pose a threat. And now these trees are, you know, not, not just growing on curbsides. They've aggressively started to grow into our ravine and natural parklands. And so right now we have 600,000 just street trees. These are the things you see driving down your street. 13.5% of those trees are considered this threat. But if we cut them down, we're talking one tree for every eight, and it will leave a big mark. And I think a lot of people out there, even if they've got an invasive tree living on their uh, front lawn, will say, I, I don't care, you're not taking my tree. So is this a problem that will be solved? I don't know. Let us ask someone who would know a lot more about it. Dr. Francois Cardu is an urban ecologist at the University of Toronto in Scarborough. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. I mean, this is the kind of tree that you see everywhere. I was like, as soon as I read the article, I started looking around the street. It's everywhere, this tree. Um, but they're not a good tree. Wh when did they become so out of fashion for the city of Toronto? Oh, I think that's been coming on for a long time. The Norway maple has been introduced in North America since the mid-1700s. So it's been around for a long time. It's been making its way. We've been planting it because it does really well in urban areas. Uh, a little bit too well because it's uh as you mentioned it's it's going out and 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 reproducing and growing into the ravines which is also a good sign that it's well adapted to this uh to this environment so i would say that what? about 20 years ago is when we started seeing it really take off and is it such a threat that it has to be removed or is it the kind of threat like you, there, there are invasive species that come in that, you know, will really do uh, wreak um, uh, damage. We've had, uh, you know, mussels, those kinds of things that you think about. We can't let this thing take foot. But is this the kind of tree that has to be removed eventually or is it the kind of invasion that we can live with? Uh, that's that's a really difficult question to ask. It has uh, both positive and negative effects. So certainly it's part of a contingent of species that are all doing really well in cities and that are sort of making urban woodlands around Toronto more similar together. So they're kind of all mixing together and becoming more similar. And at the same time, these are big old trees and the bigger the tree in cities, the more valuable because they provide more shade. And, and we know that uh, some neighborhoods are predominantly Norway maple. And so if we were to come in and cut all those trees at the same time, that would have a very large effect on the quality of life uh, that pe for people who live there uh, in terms of shade, certainly uh, mental health and uh, many associated services. Not to mention just emotion. People like their trees in the city. Uh, I mean, <laughs> literally people freak out if you remove any tree, but not all trees are, are, are created equal. Having said that, where are the areas that are most affected? I think Scarborough is one of the areas. Yes. So Norway maple was planted heavily uh, in the downtown core. 
and all in the east. So Scarborough, Markham has a lot of Norway maple. And these are especially concerning areas because that's where Norway maple represents the predominant species that's been planted. And so if we were to come in and take away that one species, uh, there would not be a lot of canopy left. And so that that mm. would be a big concern. So we we really grow urban forests for the long term. So we're, we have to be planning over a 40, 50 year horizon. And so it's on that kind of horizon where we can think about uh, favoring more different kinds of trees and and ones that maybe aren't having such an impact on local biodiversity. Yeah, I mean, it's not it's not a cheap investment. We take our trees very, uh, very, very seriously. We spend you know millions of dollars uh, planting trees, and people can actually request one from the city. And I think that program is still around where you'll get one. Um, but they've moved away from this. But they but you can still buy them. Are they are they frowned upon? Like if you were to go to to your local, I guess floral or wherever you buy a tree, um, do they do they push away from buying them? Uh, I believe they're still sold. Uh, I think that what uh, the shop owners will tell you will depend on the nursery that you go to. Um, in some cases, uh, you know, some people prefer planting a tree that will that will grow. And in some cases in the city, there's not that many native species that would do well. And so in those cases, Norway maple is still one species that 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 can thrive. Um, now, should they be planted in all uh, in in all situations? Probably not. Uh, I would say that, especially in neighborhoods where there's where we find mainly Norway maple, it would be good to diversify so that uh, in the future uh, we can we can move away from 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 these monocultures. What it, what it, what is the long term consequence? I mean, obviously, you're not going to take. I mean, thirteen and a half percent doesn't sound like a lot, but it is a lot of trees to be uprooted. And I just honestly, simply think people would go nuts. But what what's the what's the consequence to just leaving it um, and then just not planting more? Oh, so it's it's a balance. So the more we have it, it produces seeds that 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 will spread into into the ravines, and certainly that. Um, that favors sort of this this potential transition of Toronto woodlands to more Norway maple and more European buckthorn. And that's a concern. On the flip side, um, keeping it uh, continues to provide these sort of big, fast-growing species that can provide a lot of shade. Um, it's not the only species that can do that. And so we can certainly diversify to to, to include other things uh, and sort of phase it out over time. But these things take a long time to um, to grow, to, to, to reach a mature canopy. And so uh, that's both a problem and an opportunity. So we have, we have some time to see this coming, but uh, it's also uh, something that we need to think about a long time in advance. Yeah, and and is there a conversation to to slowly take them out and replanting them? Could that be a believe, thing, or is it just leave well enough yes. alone? I believe uh, the city is taking this seriously. They're they're definitely open minded about uh, exploring what different mix of species we can or should plant in the city for long term planning. I'm not with the city, so I don't want to speak for them. But yes, I think this is definitely taking into consideration, especially when they do these um, citizen planting programs where they give out uh, seedlings uh, for people, to, for folks to plant in their backyards. Um, there's actually a bit of thought that, that goes into, uh, into which species are being handed out. And so preferably, it, it, I mean, I, I don't think anyone would look at this tree and think, well, that's a problem tree, because obviously price 
is a factor when when a city does this as well as you know will it live um and this tree does that but again uh what would be the the suitable replacement uh so is there another cheap, it, really strong tree that you can grow <laughs> <laughs> There's uh, so oftentimes it's a matter of a combination of uh, of characteristics. So the Norway maple, not only is it big and sturdy and it does well, it also grows very fast, which is uh, one characteristic that that helps a lot with establishment in cities. Um, there are a number of of other. Uh, of other species out there. So we have native maples that tend to do really well in cities. The red maple does quite well. Um, and then we also have smaller uh, fruit bearing trees that can that, that, that can do really well in, in sort of the harsher environment that we find along streetscapes. Um, and sometimes when it when it's drier, depending on what kind of conditions people have on their in their front yard or in their backyard, they can also put uh, oak, which does well in the in the Toronto area. So it all depends yeah. on where where you are, and there are certainly professionals out there that are that would be more than happy to 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 give counsel uh, for people trying to choose the right species to put in their backyards. Yeah, there you go. Well, I've killed everything I've put in my backyard over the last two years, so I think uh, trees are not. <laughs> I don't think a tree is going in my backyard. Having said that, the the one lesson learned: uh, this tree did not do well in Fiona. Uh, no, so yes, I was. I visited Charlottetown a few weeks ago, uh, right in the aftermath of Hurricane uh, Fiona. Now these are we're talking about hurricane, you know, strength winds. There's not many many trees that are in our northern climes that are super well adapted to these uh, to conditions like this. But yes, uh, Norway maple has a a somewhat softer wood than sugar maple, for instance. And so it tends to do worse in, in these extremely violent uh, storms. Uh, and so if we have uh, monocultures, if we have entire neighborhoods that have only one species like this, as soon as they have one characteristic that makes them more susceptible to freak events, certain neighborhoods are gonna be more at risk of uh, freak climate events, but also pests and disease. Um, and so that's why it's not so much about finding the perfect species for urban environments, but it's about diversifying our portfolios so that whenever there is a freak event, they only take out a small portion of our urban forest and not entire neighborhoods. Things I did not know, and now I do. Appreciate the time, thank you. Thank you so much. That is Dr. Francois Cardou, who is, uh, well, she knows a lot about trees. I mean, that that is her thing, but uh, I didn't know this. I just thought it was interesting to see what are they going to do to remedy this, because I really don't think people want these things taken out. Uh, I just thought all maples were, were worried. I know my sister would be cursing me because she knows her trees, but I, I just thought if it had maple on it, that it was a good thing. I just thought that was a Canadian thing. Uh, nonetheless, it is not.